Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this narration of why humans avoid war. More specifically, the final chapter of Book 1. But fear not, Book 2 will start tomorrow. Anyways, this is the final chapter, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. If you are new to the series, there is a link in the description. Chapter 27 Kylon Point of View Terran Command had reluctantly furnished a new vessel for us after determining that the flagship was damaged beyond repair. This one had nicer accommodations since its primary function was in a diplomatic capacity. Its maiden voyage would be tonight, as the humans were hosting an ensemble of Federation dignitaries and officers. The plan was to give a brief overview of Earth's military history as well as its current arsenal. The new speaker was making a genuine effort to smooth things over, but I knew that it would be difficult. Many of the representatives still struggled with the truth, and Ula's death had raised new suspicions, especially since Ambassador Johnson had been in the room when she was killed. While security footage of the assassination showed Bayham pulling the trigger, that hadn't stopped conspiracy theorists from claiming the Terrans orchestrated the whole thing. That the altercation between the ambassador and the devourer was staged. To be honest, I wasn't convinced that they were wrong. Not that it would bother me if the humans were behind it. What nagged with me was witnessing my own funeral on television. I felt like a traitor to the Jutari. Man, that thought had made me sick to my stomach. All I wanted was to return home, to reclaim my old life, to stand behind the helm of my own ship one last time. Dylon, you look unwell. I lifted my head, spotting Rykov at the entrance to my quarters. He must have just returned from the capital in advance of tonight's conference. Between his bloodshot eyes and the splint on his nose, I thought that he looked worse than I did. I forced a smile. Welcome back, Mikhail. Or is it General Rykov now? He winced. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I never meant to steal your job. I haven't accepted yet. I can. Don't be stupid. You deserve it. I, I don't know that I do. But thank you. Anyhow, I just wanted to let you know that you should be off the ship within the hour. It wouldn't be good for either of us to field questions about how you came back from the dead. I figured as much. Good. There's a shuttle waiting for you in the hangar bay. I've made arrangements for you to spend a couple days planetside. Might help you adjust to human culture. And at worst, it's paid time off. Anything beats dealing with politicians. Have fun with that. At least these ones aren't, uh... Shouldn't speak ill of the dead. The mention of Ula piqued my curiosity, but I figured I should refrain from asking about her. If the Terrans did arrange her assassination, then it wasn't a subject they wanted to discuss. Learning their secrets never ended well, at any rate. It was how I got stuck here in the first place. When it came to the humans, some questions were best left unanswered. I stared at the floor, trying to quell my resentment brewing in my mind. We probably shouldn't speak about her at all. Rykov must have read something in my expression, because these eyes narrowed. You want to know if we killed Ula, don't you? As far as I know, we weren't directly involved. That implies that you were indirectly involved. 
I pointed out. Well, I feel sorry for Bayham. A remorseful expression crossed his face, and his voice became subdued. I sensed something was off the last time that he was here, after the refugee camp was destroyed, but I never thought that this would be the result. Nobody could have expected that. I mean, how did he even get a gun into the hall in the first place? That's the crazy part. He tagged along with the press and slipped the gun into the sound engineer's bag. Security barely gives the media a second glance, sir. Once he got past the metal detectors, he just pickpocketed it back. Clever bastard. Perhaps he has a chance. On the run, maybe. For what it's worth, I hope we never find him. Something tells me that you won't look that hard. I think I've already said too much, Kylon. I fought back a scathing reply in my head, which was that it didn't matter. There was no love lost between Ula and the Terrans. Of course, they wouldn't be tromping at the bit to bring her killer to justice. Who was I going to tell that wasn't human anyways? Right then. Well, I suppose this is goodbye, I said. For now. Take care of yourself, all right? With that, Rykov waved farewell and disappeared down the corridor. As solitude presided once more, my longing to reach out to my people grew insatiable. In the name of friendship, can I watch the Terran military, at best, render my species obsolete? Was preserving my image really more important than ensuring the survival of my race? The humans slumbered now, but their history showed that what they were capable of under the right circumstances. It seemed unlikely that they would set off a supernova in the middle of the night, but the problem was that they could. The only way to counter such a possibility was to catch up to their technology, like how Earth had super weapons tucked away, just in case. If the worst came to fruition, the Jatari deserved a fighting chance. Risks be damned, this was my final service to my planet. I fetched a razor from my go-bag and sliced it across the palm of my hand. Then my fingers uncorked an empty water bottle, and I allowed my blood to drip into the container. The nanite sealed off the wound with haste, but not before the usable sample had seeped into the bottom. I pried a piece of paper from my notepad and laid it out on my desk. As I fished out a pen, the words seemed to flow from my hand to their own volition, the new arms race is upon us. The entire Federation is scrambling to imitate human technology. But with this blood sample, we can be the first. This is just but a taste of their classified genetic engineering project. Research in the field should stay our little secret. Building an arsenal should be a primary focus. But as you can see, there are civilian uses for the nanites as well. Medicine, construction, just don't let the humans see that we've caught up. They wouldn't react well to us leveling the playing field. Hell, it might incentivize them to build something worse. Trust me. Keep this off the books. A friend. I folded the note, then attached it to the bottle with a rubber band. A glance at my holopad confirmed the route to the guest chamber. A newly minted Terran officer. I had clearance to review tonight's guest list as well. Jutari, Ambassador Palam, was booked in room C-14, which therefore was my destination. The mission was quite simple. Drop off the parcel, then head towards the hangar bay for a well-deserved vacation. All I knew as I set off from my quarters was that this felt 
right. Several humans crossed my path, but they were of no concern. As long as I acted normal, I knew that they wouldn't give me a second glance. My detour to room C-14 was brief anyways, in and out, before any onlookers could develop suspicions. It took only a few seconds to slip the package beneath Palum's pillow, and then I carried on to the hangar bay, as planned. With any luck, the Jutari ambassador would notice the correspondence when he retired to his chambers. Would Commander Rykov understand if what I had done had ever come to light? If our roles were reversed, I doubted that he would abandon Earth. Perhaps, in my position, he would have taken a similar actions. It was too much to ask of a soldier to turn his back on those he swore to protect. The potential consequences of my decision were not to be underestimated. I knew that. We were dealing with the human's warfare. The kind without honor and without winners. This breach not only risked incurring the Terran's wrath, but also elevated the chance of galactic destruction. The more parties that possessed nanite weapons, the more likely it was that someone would use them. But those dangers could be dealt with at a later date. It didn't matter that we were living in a tinderbox unless someone created a spark. I was going to put a terrible things that I'd witnessed out of my mind in the hopes that one day they would be truly forgotten. Today, it was my intention to live it up and hope that the humans stayed friends for a little while longer. End of chapter. The algorithm reckons you should be watching this video next, and I recommend that you should be always watching my video. So, click it, click. With energy! And yes, clicking that does help the channel. Thank you very much. I just quickly want to thank the tier 5 patrons and channel members. Alithia Barkey, Ken Maxwell, Casper Arnholtz, Albard and Gaster, Arcadian, Lord Azrakal, and Joe Kumbaka.